Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. My fantastic guest today is most commonly known as the Fly Lady. (laughs) Hey, welcome to Live on Purpose Radio, Fly Lady. Thank you for having me. I'm thrilled to have you with me. I I shared with you just before the, the show today a story about my first connection with you. Oh, those are always fun. And uh, just for our listeners' benefit, I'll share that really briefly, and then I want you to take it from there and and build upon uh, the concept that's introduced there. So, folks, I had a client uh, probably a dozen or more years ago who was depressed, um, just overwhelmed with life. She was a bit of a hoarder. And when I say a bit of a... I mean, she maybe could have appeared on the on the reality show. I don't know. Um, house was a mess. Relationships were strained. Um, just felt terrible about herself and her life. And she came in one week a little brighter than she normally was. And I was curious about this. Well, she told me, I, I said, what's going on? What's different? And she said, well, I shined my sink. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a beautiful story. This is a fly lady story, isn't it? It really is, because that's where we start. Will you give us a little context around that and just tell us what, what we're talking about there? Well, when people join our email group, and our email group consists of a lot of emails every day, we do behavior modification with email. Mm. And, and the first thing they do is to go shine their kitchen sink. Now, the... The directions don't say to to go wash all the dishes in the sink, and it says to put the dishes in the floor if you have to in a box in a laundry you know, hamper. Yeah, just get the dishes out of the sink and shine your sink. I don't care if you get obsessive about shining your sink. I want you to focus on getting that sink clean and shiny, and then. Before you go to bed, make sure that it's clean so that when you get up in the morning, you're greeted by this beautiful sink. And that's kind of how my book got its name, Sink Reflections. Mm. Sink, right. I saw that on your website, Sink Reflections. And that's, that's what it's about. Just shine your sink. It's about the whole system, but that's where we start. That's the very first baby step we take. And next month we'll take another one. But it's all about starting someplace because when people right. are overwhelmed, they don't know where to start. And I give them a point. It's just it's just a practical thing that you can do to actually get started. It works. Tell me what some of your experience has been with this. What have you seen as well, the difference that this makes in people's lives? I do a lot of traveling around the country, and I was in Nashville a couple years ago and at a homeschooling convention, and this man comes up to me, and he says, you're an ugly word in our house. I, I told my wife she cannot say the word fly lady anymore. 
And he said, I want to apologize to you. And I said, what do you mean? And he said, we need you back. Because she had just, you know, thrown Fly Lady and just crammed it down the whole family's throats. And I looked at her and I said, you probably pushed real hard, didn't you, to get the whole family involved. I just want you, you join, not the rest of the family. We're going to start with you first and the family will pick up and be a part of it. But you have to... you have to take care of your own stuff first. Mm-hmm. And, and he says, we're going to go home tonight and shine our sinks. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a bathroom sink. Sometimes it's a kitchen sink. I want you to start in the kitchen. But, you know, s- some other member of the family may have to start shining the bathroom sink if they want to get involved with it. Mm-hmm. So it's not really about a sink, is it? <laughs> it's, a, it's a metaphor for the rest of your life. Yeah. I, I think that is so true, and I've noticed that with, with my clients and in my own life, too. What what manifests in our physical environment is really a little window into what's going on in our psyche and in, in our relationships and the rest of our life. Well, you're not sitting at your desk. If you were sitting at your desk, you, you told me you're kind of in a closet. I'm in if the closet. If you were sitting at your desk, I would look at your desk and I could know exactly what's going on in your head. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Talk about that for a minute. Well, one time I was interviewed by this reporter and she couldn't find the things she wanted on her desk. And I said, well, let let's let me tell you what your desk looks like. So I said, you've got piles on the left and piles on the right and everything's piled in the middle that you have to do. And you can't find anything. I said, I'm not going to do the interview until you clean off the top of your desk. Mm. I said, you call me back in 30 minutes. She said, I can't possibly clean it off in 30 minutes. I said, you can get three boxes. You can pull everything on the left into one box. You can pull everything in the center into a box and you stick it under the desk. And then you pull everything on the right and you clear off the desk and you put the things that you need on your desk, a pencil, a pen, uh, your pencil sharpener, whatever you you need on top of your desk, and then I'll do the interview with you. And I said, you'll be calmer, and we'll have a great interview. And she did it, and she couldn't believe the difference, not having all that clutter in front of her. Yeah. Right? So the clutter is is a symbol. It represents something. It's a clutter in your head. Yeah. Yeah, it's Which... the clutter that's going on in our head, the negative thinking, the... When you say, I don't have time, you're really saying, I don't have time to do it like my mama did, or I don't Mm. have time to do it right. Because, you know, we've been taught since the day we were born, if you can't do it, don't do it at all. If you you can't do it right, right. don't do it at all. And we have believed that. So when we feel like we don't have time to do something the way our parents wanted us to do it, we give up before we ever start. Right. Right. And then we're stuck in the same place, and over it's and Groundhog over. Day. It's, it is, and it's, it's a miserable way to live because we get overwhelmed because the house is pulling us down. We get, um, we're, we're so disorganized, we spend countless minutes and hours every week searching for our car keys, searching for anything. I mean, I spend... I spent um, probably two hours about three weeks ago looking for a tripod I had purchased to put Hmm. my phone on so I could do Skype interviews. Could not find it anywhere. Mm -hmm. And last week, I reorganized my, my living room furniture. I changed chairs that I sit in and 
pulled out the furniture to get underneath everything, and there was that tripod I'd been searching everywhere for. Mm -hmm. So we all have these issues, but we don't beat ourselves up about it. When, you know, earlier today, I had on my calendar that we had an interview at 11 o'clock. That's right. And it was my fault because I had the notes that we had I had taken from our conversation in in my calendar, uh-huh. but I had put it in wrong. Now, please forgive me for that misunderstanding, and I'm forgiving myself at the same time. My assistant has um, – I've been without an assistant for two, two months now. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, she tried to – uh, she tried to back a John Deere gator up a mountain and fell off the edge of it. Oh. <laughs> she was in intensive care for about a week. And, oh, wow. Uh, emergency surgery. So I'm trying to learn how to function without an assistant. <laughs> yeah. And she's been my assistant for 10 years. And she handles all the calendar stuff. And she's the one that deals with the different time zones. So oh. she would have been right on top of it and had done it right. <laughs> <laughs> so you're learning to appreciate her even more, aren't you? Uh, exactly. And you know, she's my traveling companion and I'm going I'm having to break in new traveling companions. Mm-hmm. And they're just not they're fun, but they're just not quite as much fun as Michelle was. Yeah. So, we got to get her well. Yesterday she and I played a game. She's got to get her stamina up. Uh-huh. She's still in major recovery mode. She oh, wow. had broke five ribs and a lacerated liver and lost a lot of blood. So her iron levels are down. So she's been sleeping a lot and it's causing fluid to build up in her, her lung that was punctured. Mm-hmm. And so we we played a 15-minute game yesterday. I would set the timer for 15 minutes. And then when it would go off, I'd say, ready, set, go. And this is all in text with our phone. Mm-hmm. I'd say, ready, set, go. And we spent all afternoon with doing, we'd go to the bathroom first, and then that would give us about three minutes to do things in the house, little steps. But mm-hmm. the process of every 15 minutes kept her awake all day wow. and and helped to get her energy up because within the next month, her son's getting married, so she's got to she's got to dance with the groom, you know, and she's she's got to be ready. She's got to get her stamina up. And we played this game, and she stayed awake, and we we both got a lot done yesterday because every fifteen minutes we'd spend five minutes doing stuff stuff around the house. It wasn't much, yeah. but it was enough to keep her moving and keep her from sinking down and feeling depressed because mm-hmm. you know it's hard to feel depressed you know the it's hard to feel depressed when you're up and doing things right and and you've broken it down this is this is vintage fly lady <laughs> breaking it down into <laughs> chewable chunks you know little pieces that you know you can take on and you said it's not much but it's very significant because a lot of not much adds up to quite a bit. Well, when you think about it, we probably spent, we only did it for about three or four hours. So you divide, that's 20 minutes of an hour, and some of that time was spent in the bathroom. So let's look at, we probably only spent 15 minutes each hour doing things in the house. Mm-hmm. 
And for three, that's 45 minutes. That's 45 minutes more than you did the day before. Right. And it was all about just picking up something and taking it to another room and picking up something in that room and taking it to another room. We were playing this reverse scavenger hunt. And And it was just fun. You just do it. Rather than fussing about it and then maybe doing it. Well, rather than beating yourself up because you haven't done it. Yeah. And anything is better than nothing. Right. Beating yourself up. Boy, that's something that we do way too often, isn't it? Well, we've heard it all our lives from other people, and we have put those messages in our brains. Mm -hmm. My second book, Body Clutter, is about dealing with that stuff that's in our head so that we can get rid of the negative thinking, even if we have to write it down on a piece of paper and put it in our fireplace and burn it. You know, when you hear those words come into your head, head that you're not worthy and you don't deserve this and all these things, mm. you know, you're really regurgitating the stuff you've heard as a child or even as a young adult. I think that's something that we'll get into a little bit more in the second half of our program because I like where you're going with that. So folks, this is The Fly Lady uh, at Live On Purpose Radio today. We will be right back. Stick with us. To laugh often and love much, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to give oneself, this is to have succeeded. Ralph Waldo Emerson know that I'm excited about positive psychology. Finally, there is an app that is available to help you feed your happy. My friend Scott Wilhite developed this app. Scott, tell us about it. Well, uh, it's called Feed Your Happy. It's like seven habits meets the Fitbit where you get Mm, mental training on seven core skills to happiness and you get the tracking ability too so that you can chart. Anything you chart improves faster. If you like apps, if you like games, if you like happy, this is it. Feed Your Happy, it's available now in the App Store. Welcome back everybody fun conversation today with the fly lady and you know what you're a celebrity to me uh, oh that's funny and it's because of that experience i shared with you at the beginning of the program uh, but i found since that you have quite a following oh um, yeah we have uh, uh the last time i checked facebook it was over five hundred thousand followers on our facebook page and then i have mm-hmm. over three hundred thousand in an email group now, I believe with all my heart that the email works better than Facebook because pay- Facebook doesn't allow all our messages to get into people's inbox, you know, in- into their news feed. Right. But with with the email, it comes in, you look at it. I don't care if you read it all, all just mm-hmm. check the subject line. And we do behavior modification. People complain that they get too many emails. But if you want to um, see a difference in your life, just read a few lines. Read a paragraph. 
I mean, my essays are probably, you get one morning musing each day. And it's 500 words or less most of the time. Yeah. Uh, there's an Ask Fly Lady question. There's a great test to fly, we call it, that is how people are using the system to change their own lives. And then we have various testimonials throughout the day that kind of mm-hmm. tweak your brain just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, fly Lady? <laughs> I've always wondered, and I just got to ask you, where did that come from? That came from uh, back in, I got a divorce in 1992. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I had always wanted to do was learn how to fly fish. Ah, now your logo's making more sense, too. <laughs> it all fits together. <laughs> um, and so I took lessons on how to fly fish, and then I ended up teaching people how to fly fish. Oh. So that's kind of how I got my nickname. And then early on, one of my members came up with an acronym for it. And it stands for Finally Loving Yourself. Oh, beautiful. Because if we can get rid of those negative voices and show ourselves just a little bit of love, we can change the world. Right. That's perfect. You, oh, my goodness. You said the word perfect. Uh Uh-oh. See, we're fighting perfectionism tooth and nail. Perfectionism is what causes us to procrastinate. And that procrastination is what makes us feel overwhelmed. So if I can eliminate perfectionism from your vocabulary Mm -hmm. and from the dictionary, we'll all be better off. Wow. It's like an unreachable standard, isn't it? Well, it is unreachable. There's only one thing that's ever been perfect in this world, and it was our Lord and Savior. So... Uh We can strive for it, but when when it takes us away from our purpose for being here, you know, that's a big problem. Yeah. Well, perfectionism, that's sometimes worn as a badge of honor. It's like, I'm a perfectionist. It's not an asset. No. You're right. It's I've shared this with some of my clients before. It's kind of like an assignment to run to the horizon as fast <laughs> as you can. Come on, run faster, harder. Let's go. Oh, that's a good one. I'll have to remember that one. It, it, the horizon's not even a real place. You can't run there. Perfectionism is being perfect isn't either. But good enough is good enough. Yeah. I, I got a testimonial this morning from a lady who had her daughter had seen me in Nashville a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and and she her perfectionism was running rapid. She decided to she was ill and she couldn't do a whole lot at one time, kind of like my Michelle and. And so she started, she, she found that we can break our weekly home blessing hour down into seven tasks. And one day is sweep your floor and the next day is mop your floor. Well, she thought she couldn't sweep, she couldn't mop without sweeping first, but she decided to do it. And the mop got up the stuff that, that happened over the night, overnight. Mm-hmm. So she said, you know, it worked. <laughs> It worked. When I let go of my perfectionism, I was able to sweep one day and mop the next day and not feel bad about it. We don't have to do it like mom did. Exactly. Or like we think mom did. Because you know what? Mom probably had her issues too. Hey, there's more than one way to mop a floor. All you got to do is put some children, and I know there are a lot of children in Utah. Yes. There's a lot of, there's the average house size has four bedrooms. 
four to five bedrooms in Utah. I know that because I've spoken in Utah many times. Uh-huh. And, and one of the things that I know for a fact is if you put your children in their bathing suits, put a little water down on the floor and some baby shampoo and give them some um, old dish rags to slide around on, you'll have the cleanest floor in the country. <laughs> and if you spill cooked rice on the floor, fuzzy socks. It's the best way to pick that up. <laughs> There's more than one way to wop a floor, isn't there? Yeah, there really is. You just yeah. got to learn how to have fun doing it. So I want to call back to something that we got into during the first half, Marla. And it's, um, oh, I just called you Marla. Does anybody oh, know you by that name? Yeah, they do. I yeah. mean, Eric knows me by Marla. So, Well, and I looked, at, folks, she's referring to Eric Dodge. Uh, who is a mutual friend of ours, and uh, he's the one who made an introduction so that I could finally talk to the fly lady. (laughs) (laughs) Eric's an amazing country singer. In fact, um, he was on the show not too long ago. I listened to your show. It was really good. His story is so inspiring. And and it actually ties into the other thing that I wanted to ask you today um, that we led into during the first half, and that has to do with the clutter that happens in our own mind, those negative thoughts and beliefs, and it ties into perfectionism often. Oh, yes. You're so practical about things. What kind of practical counsel can you give us today about that clutter that's going on in our minds? Where would you take us? Well, you've got to recognize it first. Most of the time, we don't even know we're doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. But as you eliminate the clutter, and, and clutter starts with, you know, having a radio on, having a TV on, having a lot of things going on. Just out, noise, just, really. Just noise clutter. If we'll start turning those things off mm-hmm. and start listening to what the conversation that's going on in our heads, because it does happen. You walk into your closet and just see how, how those clothes say ugly things to you. Hmm. You know, if the, you've, you've been saving your fat clothes, they're saying, come on back. Mm-hmm. And if you've got the, you got the skinny clothes, they're saying, you can't get into me, nanny boo-boo. You're never going to get uh, into me. You know, uh, uh, there's a conversation going on with everything in your house. If yeah. you'll quiet the exterior noises mm-hmm. so that you can hear that conversation and recognize it for what it is. Mm-hmm. So one of the things I tell you to do is, you know, Turn off all the noise and just yeah. kind of be focused. Listen, close your eyes and and do a simple form of meditation by just focusing on your breathing and hear the voices that are happening in your head and maybe take notes on what they're saying so that you can address them with someone like you or or mm-hmm. even address them on your own mm-hmm. just, to, just to know what those words are, where they're coming from, and then think about who said that to me? Who told me I was never going to amount to anything? Who right. told me that, you know, my, one of the things my grandmother used to say, she said, honey, you still fat? Oh, dear. <laughs> and, you know, she was, she was five feet tall and, you know, not even 100 pounds soaking wet, you know. Yeah. So I just have to laugh and love her anyway, you know, yeah. even though she's in heaven now. But... You know, it, it, it's 
it's one of those things you hear where those words are coming from and then you say a little prayer and you release them you just let them go you know the song from frozen let it go mm. don't you know don't let those voices pull you down and when you recognize where they're coming from you can build a bonfire out in the yard in your fire pit <laughs> and yeah. and just have a have make a, a big to do out of letting them go so simple. And you might have to do it over and over again until it really makes sense to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing is that we create neural pathways. It's just a fancy psychobabble way of saying habits. Mm-hmm. Cruise control, autopilot. We program things into our mind and we just kind of roll with that even though it's not the most useful thing. Well, those pathways are what we're trying to do with our emails. And each month yeah. we practice a new habit. And, you know, practice isn't, doesn't make perfect. Practice makes those new pathways. It's right. developing those pathways. And, you know, one day I was being interviewed by a reporter from um, California, mm-hmm. the Sacramento Bee. I'll never forget it. And I said, when when you establish these habits, you are kind of on automatic pilot and your house cleans itself. And she says, well, that's just a bold-faced lie. Well, you don't tell this Southern girl she's yeah. a liar. You don't yeah, say I mean, that. You're and, a fly lady. And, and that doesn't work well with me. And I said, okay, here's how it goes. Your feet hit the floor in the morning. You make your bed as fast as you can because you got to get to the bathroom because you got to go. Right. And then when you're in the bathroom, you swish and swipe your bathroom. Uh, you get dressed to your lace-up shoes. You go. You take a load of laundry. You put it in the washing machine. You go to the kitchen. You empty the dishwasher. Uh, while the coffee's making, you can run your dust mop or feather dust or whatever it is that's on your schedule for that day. And before you know it, you sit down and have breakfast, and your house looks pretty good. And mm. she says, well, I've been making my bed for 35 years. I don't even realize I've done. It. I said, "See, you proved me. You proved me right." Yeah, I I had a client just two days ago, <laughs> sitting on that couch right back there, who said, "I'm just not disciplined enough to do that." And I challenged him with that. I said, "You know what? You are perfectly disciplined to your current set of habits." And oh, gets, right, they're ineffective. It gets right back to what you're saying. It, it, it's a habit. You program that in. And I asked this same client, I said, do you, um, do you brush your teeth? Well, yeah. How often? Several times a day. He doesn't know where I'm going with this. Like, really? You remember to brush your teeth? Oh, I don't even think about it. It's just a habit. It's just a habit. And what we do is we take those habits and we string them into three-step routines. And it becomes the dance for your day. When you establish one habit, like this month we're doing making our bed. Right, I saw that on the website. Mm -hmm. You you make your bed, and then next month we're doing, um, moving in May is our next month. So we're going to be exercising for 15 minutes. So it's seven minutes to the mailbox and back, you know, it's not a... It's not a, a long time. Mm-hmm. So we string one habit on top of the other. So brushing his teeth mm-hmm. as part of my, <clears throat> excuse me, part of my before bed routine is brushing my teeth. But sometimes I walk out of the bathroom 
And I've forgotten some of my before bed routine. So I have a little routine for remembering that. And I always remember this little routine. And I go, eyes, ears, nose, mouth. Mm-hmm. So I have to put some eye drops in because I'm on the computer all day long. Mm-hmm. And then I put my earplugs in. Mm-hmm. I have some nose spray to keep me hydrated so I don't catch germs. Mm-hmm. And then I brush my teeth and take my meds and put on chapstick. There you go. Eyes, ears, nose, mouth. It's done. Just to remind you of the of the routine and then you practice the habits. Mm-hmm. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I mentioned the website. It's as I now correct me if this is is wrong. Fly lady spelled F L Y, and you already explained that to us. Flylady.net. That's correct. Awesome. And all those resources are there. People can get signed up for your emails. You can. Order your book. Um oh, the books on Amazon. Both books are on Amazon. That's pretty easy to get. Okay. Uh, they're all on Kindle, so you can you can get them readily. If you want to get started right this minute, go shine your sink there and put you on go. your lace-up shoes. And if you're looking for the author, it's Marla Silly, spelled with a C, <laughs> C-I-L-L-E-Y, which is kind of a silly name, right? It is. I, my husband was a judge for 20 years. He was Judge Silly, and people were scared to death. They were going to mispronounce it. Oh, that's funny. So Marla Silly, better known as the Fly Lady, they can find you if they just Google Fly Lady, you'll be the first one that ever comes up. Yeah, there's not any others of them. (laughs) Thank you so much for spending some time with us here today at Live On Purpose Radio. I can't wait to share this with, with my group. Well, we will make this available to anyone who wants to listen to this conversation. All right, folks, you've heard it from the Fly Lady herself. Just do it. Create those habits and practice. Marla, do you want to have the last word here? Hey, I love you all. Just be kind to yourself. That's the main thing. I have a lot of friends in Utah. I need to come out there and visit some more. So let's let's set up some time to be together. Ooh, let's do that. All right, everybody. Time to go live on purpose. <laughs>